Um, and then does Pete know that he's also going to be recording with us? Oh, I did not tell him. I assume you had told him. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, isn't that going to be a fun surprise for him when he listens to this podcast? <laughs> it's true. You're listening to Love Ya, your guided tour through the wide and wonderful world of streaming rom-coms and teen cinema. I am one of your co-hosts, Martha Sullivan, library manager and YA lit appreciator. And I am here, as always, with my co-host. I'm Maren Hagman, uh, adult services librarian um, and rom-com enthusiast. Uh, and we are here to talk about the 2023 or 2022, sorry, uh, Netflix original Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between. Uh, Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between is based on a book by Jennifer E. Smith of the same name. Uh, it was released on Netflix on July 8th. It was directed by Michael Lewin. Uh, written by Amy Reed, Ben York Jones, and Jennifer E. Smith, and it stars Jordan Fisher as Aiden, Talia Ryder as Claire, Ayo Edabiri as Stella, Nico Haraga as Scotty, Julia Benson as Claudia, Eva Day as Riley, uh, and then a bunch of other people. Uh, I'm looking at this cast list, and I do not remember half of these people, <laughs> and I watched this movie two days ago. <laughs> Marin, would you like to give us a brief synopsis of Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between? Sure. So Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between is about two um, uh, soon-to-be uh, leaving their hometown, having finished high school. Um Aiden and Claire, um, and we kind of get the backstory of, so yeah, the start of the movie, it's apparent they're both leaving for college, ostensibly. Um, we get flashbacks to their relationship over the course of the last year. Um, Claire moved back uh, to this town right before her senior year and is determined to not have a... Uh, romantic not be in a romantic relationship after high school uh due to her parents being high school sweethearts who uh had a terrible divorce um so they have made a pact at the beginning of their relationship that they would have one last epic uh like breakup date um and so most of the movie is a kind of one night of adventure of this breakup date um and through that we learn a little bit more about their history um, and it becomes apparent that while Claire is determined to go through this breakup, uh, Aiden still very much wants to continue their relationship, um, and is hoping to change her mind. Um, so the tension of this movie is, will Aiden be able to change her mind and convince her to, uh, stay in a relationship as they go into college? Uh, the answer turns out to be no, um... But there, it is to me. Sort of. Uh, sort of. Um, and, and, but the answer turns out to be a soft no of we go our separate ways for now. But then at the very end of the film, we see them reuniting. Um, so how did you feel about this one? Yeah, I thought this was a nice little movie. Um, 
yeah, I thought the two leads had good chemistry. Um, I'm always here for Iowa Debris. Um, she's great. Uh, love her in the bear. Um, uh huh. Yeah, I think there was a lot of a lot of fun moments in this. Um, and it felt it was kind of a nice, even though there was clearly like a shtick, um, and a kind of heightened sense of reality in terms of like, ah, yes, we're gonna have a breakup pact. Um, I think it felt a little more authentic than having that kind of plot device um, hanging over this movie would. Um, I did also appreciate that I'm pretty sure her mom uh, was one of the uh, ladies in um, Schitt's Creek. I think her mom was like Jocelyn in Schitt's Creek. Yes. Uh, so it was I was like, oh, sweet Jocelyn's your mom. And like, oh, OK, I get why your you know, your mom was so hurt and you don't want to repeat her mistakes. OK. Yep. That would be Jennifer Robertson. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it mostly worked for me. Um, I think that, yeah, I think both the leads did a good job. Um. Probably could have been a wee. Well, the other thing too I was gonna say is like I think it had actually a fairly decent production value for a Netflix movie. Um, yeah, no, I there were a lot of things about this I thought were great. I also learned something about myself as yeah? a movie watcher. So you and I at this point have watched many movies, <laughs> so many in this in this sort of environmental area and usually movies where the conflict hinges on a couple setting ground rules for their relationship and then one of them deciding that they don't care for it anymore and then they get mad when the other person is like but these were the rules like those normally make me insane because i tend to think that if you enter into a relationship with a clear expectation, I have a hard time sympathizing with you when you're like, but now my feelings have changed and I'm mad at you that you don't feel the same way. And usually those movies hinge around the other person coming around to realizing that they feel the same way. Um, and I learned about myself that it bothers me much less when people are teenagers because teenagers are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So you're watching the initial scene where Aiden and Claire are talking about the fact that they're very attracted to each other. And Aiden is like, I want to date you. And Claire is like, I don't want a boyfriend. And so she sets out these rules and he's like, or he, he proposes the rules. He's like, let's just see how it, where it goes. It'll be fine. We'll break up. It'll be fine. I'm watching this going, you idiot. Like, what are you talking about? No relationship has ever worked this way in the history of ever. But they're teenagers. Like, they don't understand the way that the world works, which is why I think what worked for me about it this time and what usually drives me crazy is that I expect teens to have a very black and white view of the way the world works. Like, it makes sense to me that Claire would be like, this is my plan. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be. But you don't know that yet because you're only 17. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I think there were things about this movie that would have annoyed me if the characters we were talking about were adults, but because they were teens, I could kind of go with it a little bit more. This is interesting. I guess I did, for whatever reason, I guess I didn't realize you had that specific hang-up. And I guess for it me... Really, yeah. I think it really... Re- I think it is related to also... It also drives me crazy when the crux of the crux of conflict in a movie is, hinges on two people just not saying something. Mm. Like, it is, it is, I think, born of the same thing, when it's like, if you would just tell the person this fact, none of this would be happening. See, and I um, guess for me, it's just not an issue, because I have read so many, like, engagement of convenience or marriage of convenience romance novels and it's like, well, yeah, obviously, duh, like, they're going to fall in love. Feelings are going to change. This deal is not going to last. Um, <laughs> well, and, and so honestly, I, yeah. Marriage of convenience doesn't bother me the same way because that's the kind of thing where I'm like, well, you're married. It's, it's more of the thing where it's like two adults or like this is a friends with benefits situation and one of them falls in love and gets mad when the other one doesn't like that's the kind of thing that bothers me fake dating in and like marriages of convenience are different for me i think mm. okay. um those i find very fun <laughs> okay well and i guess for me and i think actually this film handled it very well in terms of i i guess i have less of an issue with like a you know, mutually agreed upon, like, terms of relationship, like, a, a, a character's feelings change, uh, wanting then the terms of the relationship change. Because I, and I think actually that Aiden's character articulates this very well when, you know, they have, when he finally has his, like, no, actually, like, please can we stay together? I really love you. And she's like, well, this was the plan. And he was like, well, yeah, but then we fell in love. And I actually think that's, um, I mean, I think that that is, is a, like, moment of them becoming adults and realizing that, like, re- relationships can't have stagnant rules because feelings change and expectations change. And, like, part of, part of growing in your relationship, is, relationships, like, any, and not just a romantic relationship, but in friendships and you know, all sorts of relationships in your life and your relationships with your parents or your siblings, like terms of relationships always change. And, and so I think oh, I, sure. I actually really, um, I, I think this movie handles that really well, um, in terms of him articulating like, but feelings got involved, feelings change. Therefore the relate, like the terms need to change. So um, I don't know. I guess that's never been a trope that annoys me for that reason. Well, and again, it did not annoy me here. Yeah. Um, and again, I think part of that is also, um, like, I, I, I completely agree with you. Like, relationships grow and evolve and people change and laying out rules at the beginning is stupid and or at least not negotiate not renegotiating those rules when you feel that something has changed and i believe that these two that the two teens were not necessarily mature enough 
to realize that like the way to get through that was to talk about it. Yeah. Instead of saving it for like, well, and I'm going to do this one big gesture that's going to make every that's going to solve all <laughs> of the problems. Yeah. Um, we, we don't have to it, talk about it. We just go on this date. Right. And the the circumstances of this were were very much so that like I could watch this and be like, oh, you sweet baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, although I do feel compelled to point out that Jordan Fisher is fully 30 years old. Wait, what? He is a um, Secret Life of the American Teenager alum. Oh, boy. Oh, my oh yes. God. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. How? <laughs> How? How? But also, I was surprised when I read that. So, like, mm. I... I enjoyed both him and Talia Ryder. I thought they were very cute together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Io had a very peerless, put her in everything. Yeah. Um, I always love a sort of all-in-one-night kind of movie. So that part very much appealed to me. Um I love that this movie keeps things moving. It is a like tight 82 yes. minutes long. Yes, it does. And there is no there is no fat on those bones. None at all. And f- frequently, I do feel like frequently you and I have a conversation about the shorter movies that we watch where it's like maybe could have used a few extra minutes. I thought this one the pacing was great. Um this was like a solid um solid example of the genre for me. Yeah, and I I think that this really worked in that nothing felt like fluff, but it gave itself, because it was so laser-focused, I feel like this was a great illustration of something that I frequently harp on in the movies that we watch, which is that they don't just have us seeing the two leads together in a room for enough of the movie. And I think that this definitely embodies that lesson of, like, these types of movies work best when there is just a lot of time of us seeing this relationship. And and I think this movie balanced well, giving this relationship enough depth for us to root for it. But it was also very tight, and it didn't feel like there was any fluff because it was so tied to this one very specific story. There wasn't like, yes. you know, because I could see a, movie, a version of this movie where like, that dad's in it more, and like we have to hash out more of her mom and dad's story. Um, and, and this didn't do that. Like, they were just like, yep, here's the deal with my parents. And that's what's made me feel this way. Cool. Moving on. Uh-huh. Um, which I think was a, a smart decision. I think it, it didn't belabor anything, but it also like gave enough that it didn't feel like, wait, we're supposed to care about that now. That's been like two seconds. What's happening? I thought it made excellent use of one of my favorite film devices, the montage. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some great montages. Yeah, and um I think that you get enough you get a lot of different kinds of scenes of their relationship. Like the movie does take care to show you that like when things are good, but also you get to see them fight. Um, and it, it made the relationship feel very lived in. So like at the end, I was not really, I was not left wondering like, why do these two kids like each other so much? Right. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it, it illustrated very well, like, why this relationship functions and why Aiden is fighting so hard to hold on to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, so the ending. Yeah, what's so, going on there? Yeah, so the way that this movie ends, they have a big blow up where Aiden confronts Claire about, like, how she basically his big issue is that she will not admit basically the depth of her feelings for him and that the reason for that like he thinks it's her running away from the relationship and she is maintaining that like she you know has always didn't want to leave for college unattached and she saw her parents who had been high school sweethearts like her mom basically gets subsumed by this unhealthy relationship and she doesn't want that to happen to her and basically they have a big confrontation that leads to her admitting that she does love him um but they do sort of a they don't fully commit to staying together when they when she leaves for school it's I think you called it sort of a soft goodbye. And I am I'm wondering how you felt about that. Cause I have I have some thoughts, but I'd like to hear from you first. I don't know. I mean there's a little bit of like piss or get off the pot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I do think I mean I I think this is like the perfect kind of waffling ending, right? Because I think it's supposed to tell like those happily ever after militants like myself like oh see no look they do reunite they do get back together but like there's enough ambiguity that you could be like oh they're just reconnecting as friends and like they're gonna still be in each other's lives like i think it's trying to have its cake and eat it too which is a little annoying agree um and also my frustration with it was i kind of felt like that we'll wait and see sort of thing would actually be more restrictive for claire than a definitive like we're either together or we're not like that would feel more like like if i if i was aiden i think that would make me feel like claire was kind of hanging on to me as a just in case yep in my letterboxd review, I called this the YA version of Always Be My Maybe because it felt very much like the, well, you'll you'll be there. Like if nothing if nothing else turns up or works out, like I got you in my back pocket, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was a little frustrating for me. Yeah, um, just because Claire had been so adamant about like no attachments, but yeah, I agree. It's like, girl do it or don't yeah yeah no it it was kind of um, like yeah this is this is gonna be the worst of both worlds my hope is that because we do see her come home first for summer break and they are clearly still into each other so my hope would be that at that point it's like okay we spent a year apart we're still talking to each other we're still very into each other like let's just like part two of this is when they just decide to make it work (laughs) like he he gets into berkeley on his second try and new hampshire and boston aren't that far from each other i don't spoiler i don't actually know how far 
uh, Dartmouth and Boston are from each other. But you know, isn't uh, Berkeley isn't Berkeley in California? Wait, is it? I thought it was in Boston. I think Berkeley's in California. No, Berkeley College of Music, the largest private music college in Boston, Massachusetts. Is there a Berkeley in California? Maybe. They have a campus I... in Spain, apparently. This is very, very good radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's the Boston campus and the Spain campus. There is a Berkeley in California, but it is the University of California, Berkeley. Okay. And it's spelled differently. Yeah, yeah, because this Berkeley is with the two E's. Yes. Sorry, yeah, um, mu- yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> I am very good at this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like a train right away. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Well, again, I don't know where New Hampshire is in relation to this. So, like, I don't know. Maybe this is, like, the reverse thing where, like, New Englanders just kind of hand wave at the Midwest. There we go. We can we can do the opposite. Suck it, Coasties. Well, my feeling is that I, I grew up in the Midwest. So I look at the East Coast and I'm like, that's the entire landmass of Ohio. So nothing, <laughs> like, that just means that nothing is more than, like, a half hour away, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I I think that's where the movie wants to point us, but like I don't know. I I think at the end it's trying to do that like choose your own adventure. Um and I mean I I won't lie. If they had had a definitive breakup, I probably would have been kind of mad. I would have been like, "All right, well what's the story for? Like what is the story trying to say?" So um I don't know. I I get why they're trying to cover this middle ground here, but it it feels odd. Yeah, and I I kind of look at it from a an adult looking at teenagers' point of view, or I'm like, I get where Claire is coming from. Like, I am somebody who, um, when I left for college, I was still technically with my high school boyfriend, and I broke up with him like a month later because I was like, oh, this actually sucks. Um, Wasn't is it? There's like a term. It's called like the turkey blues. Like so many first year college students like break up with their high school significant others over Thanksgiving first semester. Like there is a term they have made up for it because it is such a common phenomenon. But also, I have a very good friend who married her high school sweetheart, and they are together and still in- extremely happy. So like, made I'm, I'm not going to be married her high school. We actually we have two friends in our friend group who are high school sweethearts. Yeah, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, this never works, because it clearly does. Um, I just, I definitely respected Claire's point of view as somebody for Mm -hmm. whom it didn't work out and it should not have. Like, (laughs) that would not have been a good choice for either of us. Um, But I also was an idiot when I was a teenager, so (laughs) I can say that with uh, confidence, (laughs) retrospectively. Well, and it's funny because I I can absolutely empathize a bit with Claire in terms of, like, I very much was like, yeah, I'm not going to date anybody in high school. Like, that's stupid. And I did not. And I probably missed out on a bunch of fun I could have had. Um, eh. But. I, I dated through most of high school. It's, <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I do remember kind of like Claire having the active choice of like, yep, like, nope, this, nope. And, and it wasn't because of like, my parents were not high school sweethearts, but, um, slash they're also not divorced. Uh, but sorry, that, that came off with the weird tone. Didn't mean it to, just meant to say I have a very different parental situation than Claire. Um, but yeah, I I think my rationale was just like, yeah, it's like one, I am in a small town. The pool is very small. Uh mm-hmm. two, like, yeah, I'm going to college. Like, I'm not gonna invest time in a relationship that's has a has a deadline. Well, and I, I do think that the key to that is at least for me, it was very much like well, I don't know that this has a deadline. This could be forever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> For me, will... it was not. <laughs> well, they will say, I did something. So I did, okay, I'm coming off here as if I was so, I, I did end up dating my high school crush by uh, sophomore year of college. So I just kind of made the decision a little later. I think we dated my whole sophomore year. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I had a, a, a fairly amicable breakup of like, uh, yes, I'm going to Europe for the summer. We we are not going to be still dating. Cool, cool. <laughs> what is this? What is this amicable breakup that you speak of? Uh, I'm unfamiliar. Well, and then uh, it was not entirely amicable, but it was mostly amicable. Key, key emphasis on the mostly. Oh uh, yeah, I just I was not. I am just going to say this about my teenage self. I never got dumped. Oh. So I um, was not always great about uh, ending things in a good way. Um, and that's on me. <laughs> I, I will take that on. <laughs> Eh, um, all, but yeah, I we have all been there. <laughs> um. So yeah, I do. I do have a certain amount of oh, you poor sweet babies. When I watch a movie or mm-hmm. read a book like this, and yeah. it's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. That makes um. Sense. Uh, what did you think about how the movie handles Aiden's um? Like his, I I could not. All right, let me think of how I want to say this. I couldn't quite get a handle on his and his parents' thoughts and feelings about his college path because he's very insistent at first that like his parents want him to go to college and study medicine, and they're not supportive of his music career. And then we find out that he did apply to music schools. He just didn't get in, and his mom like knows that and. I don't know. The impression that I got when um, Claire was talking about that with Aiden's mom was that, like, oh, they knew and were fine with it. Yeah, um, I think that was supposed to be a twist. I think he was using them as, quote unquote, not a- approving as, like, armor oh, for the fact that he didn't get in. I see. I think I, I, I know that we just talked about how this movie really didn't need any more padding. I think I could have used maybe a little more time with that. Um, just because it would have helped me get to know Aiden a little bit better. 
Um, yeah, I think we are. So it's interesting because I think in that an early scene where everyone like they're his parents, her mom, they're all having like some kind of dinner before they're going off on this last date. Um, and I think we get some cues from that in terms of, you know, they've got some good natured ribbing about like, oh, yep, you're going to be a doctor. And we, we see that a couple times. We see that, I think, at that scene. We see that at Claire's first scene at their house. Um, so I think we're we're just kind of assuming. And then I think like Claire at some point references that. No, his parents want him to be a doctor. He's not going to be a musician. He's not going to keep doing music. Um, so I think it's kind of low-key. And then when she talks to his mom in the ER, she's like, oh, no, we let him apply. Like, we didn't, like, that's, it's kind of a joke that we say about him becoming a doctor. Like, I, I think that was supposed to be the twist of it. And, yeah, we probably could have used after that a scene with his parents because do we even get a scene where he's like hey i don't want to go to college i think we get like a half scene yeah and that's so interesting i i didn't even read that as a twist i was just like oh i must have missed something somewhere no you know and it, it was i think it was the reason i'm pretty confident it was supposed to be a deliberate twist is that's where she like is like, oh, good, I have ammo to be angry at him now because he, he lied to me or he kept it back from me. Because I think, I think she realizes, like, oh, I guess he always implied that his parents wouldn't let him apply, but he never actually told me. But he did keep mm-hmm. the whole application from me. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that, yeah, it was supposed to be, like, this twist to, like, give her ammo to, to well, yeah, I can be mad at him. Like, bah, we let's break up now. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think, I think where we need to see with Aiden and his parents more is, you know, after he does decide to not, you know, he does decide to go to LA and not go to, um, college. I think we did need a little longer moment with his folks there. Cause we get that sweet moment with Claire and her mom in the car where her mom is like, you can't have a successful relationship if you're already plotting the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we could have used the equivalent of that. I enjoyed that scene very much. I am very, very here for supportive relationships between mothers and daughters. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, it was a lovely little scene. Because, yeah, I think Aiden only tells Claire when they meet up later, like that last time. That he's like, oh, yeah, I, ta- I think he tells her he talked to his parents, but we don't actually get to see it. Like, we saw her talk to her mom. So, yeah, it would have been nice. Um, yeah, I, I believe that Jordan Fisher is also a musician. So these may have been his actual songs. Oh. I, I do not know. I did not look that up. Okay. Um, but I know... That amongst his credits, uh, he is listed as an actor, singer, dancer, gamer, and musician. Okay. So, that's kind of cool. His music was not super for me, but I can definitely see how a teen girl would be like, yes. (laughs) Oh, we have also seen Jordan Fisher before because he was in... Uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Yes, yes, he was the the rival. Yes, the recast rival. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot they initially cast somebody like it was like a mid credit scene, right? Yeah, who shows up at her house at the end of the first movie, and then when he comes back in the second movie, it's like that is not the guy. <laughs> Um, but yes, for contrast, that came out, oh, I guess that only came out in 2020, so that wasn't too long ago. God, what is time? Right? Well, since COVID. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Hello, Goodbye, and everything in between? Would you read this book? Potentially. I mean, I will admit, I have, I think, less, less patience for... I have a higher bar to read YA, I think, than you do. Um, sure. So, yeah, I having seen the movie, I am probably like, yeah, I've consumed the story. But if someone was like, you should read it, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm more excited. I don't know if I'll read this book, but I am interested. So the author, Jennifer Smith, has another, um, another book called... Um, the statistical probability of love at first sight, which Netflix has also optioned. Oh, that's the one you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I will absolutely watch that. Um, without reading either of the books, I think that her material makes good movie or makes good movies that I enjoy watching. So, <laughs> uh, with a with a data sample of one, <laughs> I'm I am on board for the next project. Yeah. Well, I think I have a higher tolerance for watching teen movies. They take less time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for um, that level of commitment. Absolutely. So, Marin, what would you recommend to our listeners to enjoy after they are done uh, watching Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between? Yeah, I... More than any other movie, this movie actually reminded me of a film that I think we have referenced on this podcast before. Um, Possibly. And that is uh, Richard... Richard, Okay, apparently my ability to pronunciate has just gone out the window. Richard Linklater's Before Sunrise. um, Yeah! Which is about uh, Jesse and Celine... And kind of interestingly, in the flip side of this movie, whether it's this movie is about like one last day, uh, Before Sunrise is about Jesse and Celine meeting, um, but it has the same kind of structure of wacky adventures ensue um, as they are both hanging out in Vienna. Um, and I think it was initially, I don't know if they intended it to be comma trilogy or that just evolved. Um, so it, cause the movie kind of ends on this, in fact, a similar, like open-ended note to Hello, Goodbye and Everything in Between, where it ends on this, like, they have a plan to meet up again, um, but we don't know, um, and that is actually only resolved, uh, due to the fact that they made, they ended up making two more, (laughs) um, before sunset and before midnight, um, so that, it, as I was watching this film, it, it reminded me of that. Martha, what would you recommend? Uh, just as a quick note, I have definitely used that as a recommendation recently, but I don't remember what my uh, connection was. So, okay. And I think that those movies are brilliant. So I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to... Okay. Well, maybe that uh, was why it was fresh in my mind. Because literally as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is kind of like... 
or rehearse before sunrise. Okay. Possibly. Uh, so aside from Always Be My Maybe, which I have already referenced and everyone should watch if they haven't already, because it's great. Um, I, it is not the same thing, but I could not stop thinking about the last five years watching oh. this movie. Oh, watching God. this movie. Oh, yeah. Martha goes and pulls the last five year card. Sorry, y'all. I need a minute. I don't know if you know how far like down I go the last five years. Oh. I don't know that I knew this about you. Oh, God. Um, it was like the soundtrack to my high school. Those songs are scratched into my soul. I couldn't watch the ooh, movie. Ooh, I couldn't do it. Aw, dang. Um, well, so for everyone else, if you are not familiar, The Last Five Years is a musical starring Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. Um, that is basically a retrospective of the last five years of their marriage. Um, it kind of works backwards. So it starts and you know that these two people are separating. Uh, and then the movie sort of works backwards through their relationship to show you how they got to where they are uh, and why are, why they are making this decision. Um, I love Anna Kendrick very, very much. I think part of the reason that I thought about it is that Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between feels like a movie that Anna Kendrick could have made oh, when, yeah, when she, she was, was younger. younger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was where my brain was kind of at. Sure. Um, next time for our next episode, we are going to be talking about the 2023 Hulu original Rye Lane. Uh, which I'm very excited about. I, I have only too. heard good things about this movie, so my expectations are very high. Yeah. Um, until then, uh, if you would like to hear more from this feed, you should check out our sister show, Did You Do Your Homework?, which updates on this same feed. Don't even have to go looking for another SoundCloud site. Uh, I just posted, like, bare minutes ago from when you and I are talking, uh, an addendum episode to our discussion about the John Wick movies. When we filmed the original episode, I had not yet seen John Wick 4. So after I saw John Wick 4, we had to go back and film er, and record uh, an epilogue so we could talk <laughs> about that. Um, so that is full of John Wick 4 spoilers, if that is something of interest to you. Uh, you can also check me out on all of the social medias at Magical Martha, including Tiny Letter, where I write my newsletter whenever I feel like it. That is at tinyletter.com backslash Magical Martha. Uh, if you want to find me on Tumblr, I'm there at The Libratrix because I got locked out of my original Magical Martha account. But that's fine. I'm mostly posting pictures of my guinea pigs there. Oh. Marn, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, folks can find me on Twitter uh, under a underscore star underscore dance, where I mostly tweet about romance novels these days. So if that interests you at all, feel free to give me a follow. Fantastic. Uh, you can also follow me on Letterboxd, where I post a lot of uh, reviews. Um, for a while, I was doing a complete ranked list of all of the movies we watched for Love Ya. Uh, that one got very complicated when I started <laughs> to forget the movies that we had watched. <laughs> so I may start a new list that is just the movies we watched in 2023. <laughs> for love, yeah. There you go. Um, but yes, there are movies on that list that I would have sworn I'd never seen before. So <laughs> clearly, 
Uh, clearly, we're watching some winners. We are, actually. We have fun here. We do. Um, but that is going to do it for us today. We will be back uh, in your ears in just a couple of weeks. And until then, just remember that we love you. I feel like that one's going to be like 40 minutes. Yeah. Good, tight, clean. Just like the movie. We're taking inspiration. Just like the movie. In and out.